This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. Welcome back to it. It's the never clever but always prepared Decibel Geek Podcast. I'm Aaron Camaro, joined as always by Chris Sinzak, and today... We're not going to do anything different. We're going to rock and roll as we always do. I came to talk about trigonometry. All right, though, that's a whole other from last week. Yeah, no, that's... Oh, by the way, Chris is starting a new podcast now called the Decimal Geek Podcast. He's going... It's going to be a a new experiment where you can learn math along with Chris. (laughs) Not really. You're going to start at the kindergarten level and work your way up. (laughs) That's about where it's going to stop. I suck at math. Once you get to trigonometry, the podcast will just mysteriously end. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it will not get anywhere near trigonometry. <laughs> uh, and then we have a third person joining us today, uh, which you will get to know and we will get a little bit of his history. Basically, you saw the title of the episode and the artwork, Rare Hair. Some Those of you that are not from the Nashville area may be like, what is this? We have talked about it on the show, but some people don't always listen to every episode. Right. But we got something rude. We got something very cool and awesome yes. that goes on here in Nashville from time to time. And, you know, like you said, we have talked about it in the past here and there, but we really want to delve into it and let you guys know what we've got going on here so that when the next time it's coming up, Maybe you can plan a vacation, you know, to come to Music City and see the the rock and roll residency and all the awesome bands and music that we got going on here. We're we've been taken over since Decibel Geek started. Mm-hmm. I've noticed a change in Nashville music. It's all due to us. The country music stars <laughs> have all left. Yeah, they're all gone because of us. Yeah, we know how to we, clear a room. We we sure do. <laughs> <laughs> and in the wake of that room clearing. We've got kick-ass rock and roll here all the time now. Yes, and one of those shows is called Rare Hair, and the residency kind of exclusively focuses on, basically you'd say 70s rock, early 80s metal, Um, but Rare Hair celebrates, and you'll hear a lot of great tracks this week, Mm -hmm. celebrates the the spandex and aquanet era that we all love, basically mid to late 80s. And the guest that we have this week is the organizer of this event, Tyson Leslie. Welcome to Decibel Geek. Hello. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Happy we could do this. And, uh, well, first off, for people that don't know, you're relatively new to Nashville. Yeah, I've been here a little over a a year. I moved here in the end of June of... What is this year? 2006, so 2015. Yeah. <laughs> you should go on Chris's math podcast. You'll fit right uh, in. Terrible. <laughs> but so you're, you're, so you're brand new to the scene, and, but you grew up listening to a lot of this stuff. So when you, when you got here, though, did you have any idea that this type of stuff would be so big when you got here? No, not at all. In fact, um, when I got here, I mean, I didn't know what to expect at all. And it's really interesting to find out that so many of the people from that era and that time live in this town, that in itself is pretty interesting yeah, and awesome. And then the other thing is that uh, I think there's a, it, a lot of it comes down to the age of the people that play, like uh, what we do in this show is we have a lot of the touring country guys, um, the guys that are out with, you know, your Taylor Swifts and Jason Aldeans and those kind of bands uh, or artists that are the same age as we are and right. so they grew up on it too and yeah. so and 
And the fact is, a lot of these artists uh, have... This, the music that they play live is kind of... It's pretty simple. It's a lot of, you know, three-chord songs, four-chord songs. You just kind of repeat the same thing. Not a lot Rinse, of blistering repeat. guitar solos. Yeah, and so... Yeah, I know. And, and that's not to take away from it, necessarily. It's just that's what they do. And so... But these musicians are so much more advanced uh, than that. So right. they get an opportunity to really kind of show out and, and go, oh, man, I really want to learn this really difficult solo by Nino Betancourt or Paul Gilbert or something like that because they grew up loving that stuff. Yep. And and honestly, that's why they got the jobs that they have because right. they're really, really good players. And um, so the, the, the chance they get to stretch out and kind of really show, like when Chris Condon played the very first one, and he was like, man, I haven't ever used, I, I've got this Marshall, this old vintage Marshall that I haven't used in years. You know, I never get to play on this thing. I never get to use these pedals. I never get to do these things because they're always playing, he's always playing country stuff, which obviously uses a completely different set of tools. Yeah. So it's really cool to see the excitement from the players when they get to do these shows. Yeah. And tackle, uh, just stuff that they're not only it's material that they love, but it's also that they can really show off what they're able to do. Yeah. Right. You're like, man, man, I didn't know that that guy was that good. I mean, I knew he was good, but yeah. And, damn. And it's no joke. I mean, uh, like last year when I went to the Alex Van Halen drum tribute show, yeah, yeah. a couple of the players from the Taylor Swift band played in that, and the right. drummer was, and he freaking yeah. killed it. Yeah, man. he's playing on this one too. Yeah, nice. Awesome. He's playing the David Lee Roth song on this one. So. Yeah. You could tell. You could tell that night when he's up there doing that. He's he's the drummer from Taylor Swift. You right. know, he ain't rocking out. You right. know, playing no Alex Van Halen when he's out there on tour. Yeah. But to get to tear it out like that, you know, mm-hmm. you could tell he appreciated. It, he loved it. He was happy to be there, and yeah. man, he killed it. And what's cool about all those guys too is that they're just nice wonderful people like they they play for the biggest artists in the world Mm -hmm. and they have every reason to be jerks you know for lack of a better word and they're not they're completely the opposite and i think i think maybe it's because of gratitude you know they got to the level they're happy with that they're you know they're i mean they don't have anything to be jerks about you know it's not like yeah they got a good life they do And, and they're and and they return I mean, these guys come here and they play the show for nothing. Yeah. They're doing it just mainly for the fun and the hang, and and um, and that's really what it's all about. <clears throat> it's community. It's right. building the community, and and taking guys from different walks of life. You know, your rock guys like the residency guys and those and the people that go to see that, mm. and then the guys that play in the country world. Um, and then just other, the studio musicians, the guys that never get out of the studio and get to really play live very much and bring them all together and, uh, let each other, let them see each other play and also just get to know each other better. There's so many folks where, man, I've seen that guy all over town, but I never met him and they got to meet him at the last show or the show before that. Right. I love that. That, That's my favorite thing about all of this stuff is really watching good players come together and play stuff that they love to do. Yeah. Right. And it seems like it's forging a lot of friendships between the guys that yeah. they get to do. And it's with, you know, you don't hear much about a scene anymore in cities because everything's on the internet now and you don't, 
it's very hard to get that type of community, but there, it, actually Nashville is pulling that off right now. Yeah, which, totally. With yeah. rock music. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and with the good rock music, you know. But um, And you'll be, we're going to each pick three songs on this thing, and all the songs that we're picking on this are songs that are in the set list for the next one, yep. which is coming out, which is going to happen on Monday, uh, September 26th. And what's the venue for it this time? Uh, we're doing it at Twelfth and Porter. Okay, right and it's on. an eighteen and over show, which is awesome. Yeah, I'm not. I don't expect a whole lot of people between eighteen and twenty one come, but uh, we're also at an age where a lot of our friends have kids, so yeah. and they're of that you know high school slash early college age, so. At They're the age welcome to come. Parents should say, "Hey, wait a minute! Yeah. I I've been listening to what you've been listening to these last couple of years. <laughs> right. It's time for you to come with me Absolutely. on Monday night Definitely. and learn something." Yeah, yeah. So we would, you know, basically all the if songs, you're a good parent. all these songs that we picked are in the set list for this, and uh, with like as Tyson mentioned, a variety of different players from around town. Some of which you'll know, some of which you may not know. Um, but in the past episode, past show episodes, in the past shows. Um, You've had some some star power, and like the last one had Faster Pussycat as part yeah. part of the show. Um, and I know uh, our good friend and former guest of the show Perry Richardson got to play on a Firehouse song. Yeah, thank you guys for that. We had, that was definitely. Oh yeah, I put you. you in touch with with him. That yeah. worked out great. And he had a blast, and it was good to get to meet him. He's a super him. cool guy. Ain't he's he? great. Yeah, yeah he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, great story. He's still got his humongous poodle hair. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in no danger of losing his hair, I'm sure of that. So um, let's go ahead and get our business out of the way before we get rolling on song. Picks. Yeah, I was going to say, man, you guys are jumping right into it, but we cannot start the show until we get an iTunes review. And look at here. We've got one right here. Oh, it's nice. Look at that. Five stars, just the way we like it. And it's entitled Horns Up. It comes to us from Cold Gin 237. And uh, it goes a little something like this. This is everything, 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 and a little kiss. It's a sit back, have a shot or two, followed by a beer, talking with friends, feel to it. This is the podcast I've been looking for. Thank you, Rock Solid Podcast, for turning me on to this. Can you dig it? I put it on there just because I wanted you to do that part. <laughs> Cheers. And that's five stars. Thanks Very so awesome. Much. Very cool. They got oh, Rock Solid Podcast right on. Yeah, that was from that appearance I made when I was out in California a little while ago. And uh, oh, yeah. that turned turned a lot of new people onto the show. So, As I a matter thinking. of fact, since you made me wait so long into the show to read the iTunes review, how about if I read another one? Let's do it. Yeah, because there's another one here, and it's five stars. This one also said, discovered this podcast through Rock Solid, and now I'm hooked. Old school metal, love kiss, and this is the pod- This podcast seems like it was made for a guy like me. Can't wait to go back and catch up with all the past episodes. Very cool. That comes from Pulp Tom. So uh, thank nice. both of you guys for that. And uh, keep those iTunes reviews coming, guys. That really helps get the show... A lot of exposure. iTunes will show that the show will pop up in front of more eyeballs the more reviews that come in. Right. And the bigger party we have, the more people are invited, yeah. the better fun we're having, the more beer we're drinking. You know, the more people we get a chance to meet, the more interesting people we get a chance to have on the show. So help us get our names out there. Mm-hmm. We'll trick everybody into thinking we're big shots. 
I mean, shoot, we got Tyson over here tonight. <laughs> so far, so good. My wife still doesn't believe I'm a big shot. but No, you know, that's because we haven't got enough iTunes reviews yet. Yeah. Someday that number will get there. The Facebook will go over 3,000, and you will be able to present all this to your wife and say, What now, woman? What now say you? All I'm going to say is, behind every great man, there's a woman rolling her eyes. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But, okay. The Geeks of the Week know what we're talking about. That's right. Geeks of the Week, if you're new to the show, if you want to be a Geek of the Week, all you got to do is share on Facebook or retweet on Twitter the link that we post. And uh, I'll mention your name on the next week's show. So, Geeks of the Week this week are Cobras and Fire Podcast, Baco, Mike Stewart, Kevin Williams, Joe Royland. Sit and spend with Joe, Anthony Britt, Anthony Visconti, Thomas Mukaji, Greg York, Mark Alden Taylor, Dennis Gamez, Adam Coxie, and Wally from Rock and Metal Combat, Greg McGlone, The Riff of the Day, Gino, Gino Ames, Brad Kalmanson, Alex, Alexis Comodicus, Wayne Cross, Andrew Jacobs, Sean Cullen, Jason Thomas Broderick, uh, Joey Vanchieri, JTB's Groovy Record Room, Warren Money, Mikhail Burrell, Shane Abair, Cameron Guidi, Tom Smoke, The Bootleg Bootleg Podcast, Derek Novak, and Colin Francis. You know what i got to say? After all these years, you're actually starting to get pretty good at that. <laughs> took five years, but I'm getting there. <laughs> One take, Sinzak, on all Geeks right. of the Week. Very <laughs> awesome. Thanks to everybody, even Baco, who shared and retweeted our uh, show from last week. We're glad you liked it. We're glad you shared it. Thank you for helping us get the word out about rock and roll, and that's we, what it's all about. We will do another Demolicious episode. We had a lot of good feedback on this one. So. Very cool. Definitely. All right, so we should 80s shut up. 80s rock and roll. we got to play music now. Heck yeah, man. 80s rock and roll. Yeah. This is what it's all about. Three dudes <laughs> that have an appreciation for really, really good music. That's us. That's what we're doing here today. All right, so I'll go first. Tyson, when you sent me the set list for this thing, I was like, well, holy shit. I mean, it's and, yeah. and it's good every time. But, uh, man, if you guys are anywhere near Nashville for this, you really should come out to it because it's a, an amazing set list. You're going to hear nine of, nine of the songs, but there's like, what, 20-something songs on the set list, right? Yeah, we're about 25, I think, something like yeah. that. It's a really <laughs> solid list of, and it's and mostly rare stuff. So, like, stuff that's not, that wasn't giant singles, but that's what we like here. So Live songs, they... Probably in a lot of cases here, you may never hear played live ever again. <laughs> ever again. My Not first, even by the bands that did. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know. I think my first pick is probably one of those. Um, I'm gonna play something by Vane. Uh, Davey Vane started the band. Uh, and he had and I had done research a little bit on this. I didn't realize that he had done production work with Death Angel. Wow, yeah, that was how. Oh wow. That's kind of how what hit me to Vane and to, to begin with oh, really? was. Uh, that on Headbangers Ball, they they had Death Angel on there, and they were talking about uh, Frolic to the Park, mm-hmm. which you know, which right the, the the and that that they were playing board a lot on the on the ball. Was that the one with the cover of Cold Gin on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they mentioned Davey Vane had produced that, and I was just like, "What the hell? I got to check that out and see yeah. what that's all about." But wow. actually, back when Z Rock was a radio station on the air, I uh, I done one of those where they were doing a, a CD giveaway uh-huh. and that's how I got the No Respect album was I I won it on Xerox and so I got it and that was the first CD I ever owned because oh, really? up until then it was all cassettes so I actually yeah. had to go buy a CD player because of that CD wow. <laughs> that's awesome and No Respect came out in 1989 uh, I think it's a woefully underrated album yeah um, some kind of some people refer to Vane as a lighter Guns N' Roses I've heard that that term used a little bit uh, this song, which is going to be performed with a guy named Tyson Leslie on vocals next week, 
Uh, oh, has no. all the gang Jeez. vocals you could ever want. This is Beat the Bullet. <laughs> I do too. That's a great tune. So uh, are you excited to perform that one? Yeah, well, I was originally going to do Bang Bang, and then my buddy Curtis is coming from Kansas City, and I was like, man, i got to give you another song because you're traveling forever to come do this show. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> and then 
I realized that there wasn't a singer on that one. So, oh, Dan Carcos was supposed to sing on it. Oh, okay. And he had to drop out. So I was like, well, fuck, I'll try it. <laughs> and hopefully I don't suck because Jamie Scott from Bane is going to play on it. So I was like, oh, really? Oh, wow, oh, nice. Wow. So I don't want to suck. <laughs> I gotta get it down. And uh, for those that want to know what happened to uh, Vane, would wind up taking a detour after this album, and Davey would work on a project called Road Crew with Steven Adler. But of course, Steven Adler was going through a lot of stuff with drugs at the time, and then Vane would reform and wade through the grunge era, and they are still doing it today. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, that's my first pick. That's a great song, man. All right, Aaron, what do you got? Well, I mean, I started looking through this list, and there's so many awesome people that are playing on this thing. But one that I noticed was a guest that we had on the show just not too long ago, and that's Greg Mangus. Yeah. He's going to be down there that night, <laughs> busting out some David Lee Roth. That should be cool. That's yeah. very cool, man. One of my favorite albums of all time, Eat Him and Smile. You know, David Lee Roth, super group. I remember when the video first came oh, out. Man. Oh, how could you forget Holy the video? Holy shit. What?
You guys remember first time you heard that album or anything? I remember when the video premiered, actually. Yeah, I remember. Honestly, like, I didn't rush out and get the record at the time, which I feel silly about now, but, um, I mean, that's one of the greatest groups ever as far as, like, an assembled group by somebody else, you know, saying, I want these guys, and, I mean, you can't really beat it. Um, And when... I don't. I don't remember how this song got chosen, other than it may have been because of you know slightly because of the drummer jam thing, but also just because <clears throat> I wanted to play a Billy Sheen song on bass. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to do it. Right on. So, um, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's a great song. Yeah. And the problem with the second rare hair is we got so rare with the artists. Uh-huh that a lot of the younger people that were performing on it didn't know what they were. And <laughs> so I had to kind of meet it in the middle this time right? and pick a lot of artists that are really popular, but maybe songs that don't get performed live right? Um, or that you don't hear all the time from those artists very often. So, for example, like we're doing Rocket Queen by Guns N' Roses yeah. instead of Sweet Child of Mine or something that's just overplayed to death, you know. <laughs> Yeah, um, to go hear that wouldn't be much fun, but yeah, to go yeah. see Rocket Queen, I live, love Rocket oh, Queen, yeah, right? So we, you know, we just went. I mean, we're doing "Toast of the Town" by Motley Crue, which is you know B side of off of uh, Livewire, I believe, or something mm-hmm. really way back then that didn't even really get released until way way later, and um, so stuff like that. So that way, at least the people could go, "Oh, I know who that artist is. I want to play that song," because right it it. When we were getting so deep into the last one, we were playing stuff like Jet Boy and things like that. They didn't even have a clue. What, what, some of the older guys did, but right. the younger yeah, guys I did. didn't <laughs> sure. know what it was. So I loved hearing that song. I, I thought it was best to kind of mix it up and have a little of both. Yeah. So how does this concept work? Do you come up with the list of songs? I do, yeah. Oh, right on. Um, That's cool. Rare Hair was an ori- originally just supposed to be a band. Yeah. Uh, we... I. I it was something that I always wanted to do in Kansas City for a long time. And then when I moved to Nashville, uh, a guy named Tom Hurst, he puts together a show every month called Loud Jams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we do those. Uh, now we're at the High Watt. We used to do them at Douglas Corner. And uh, when I, I was very fortunate to be asked to be part of that. And so I played those every month. And I kind of help. I'm the keyboard wrangler of that group of people. And uh, when I saw how all these really amazing musicians could come together and and just play all these different tunes and what it, what kind of community that it brought, I, you're gonna hear that word a lot. So, That's but fine. it's just what it is, you know. Yeah, it, sure. When I saw him, uh, how this show just strengthens uh, the community so much, and it. It makes everybody leaves just feeling so good from those shows, mm-hmm. and, and they've had so much fun, and they've met people that they'd never meet or otherwise would never meet. I mean, I tell, I, I posted something the other day on Facebook on one of their posts saying, if if it weren't for that, ninety five percent of those people that are playing today would not know who I am. You know, I, I'm not, I I don't take for granted or who what that allowed me to do and Mm -hmm. um and i'd always put jams like this together back home Mm -hmm. 
but not to the extent of having as not quite as many people that yeah. are as involved as there are here. In Nashville, you got a lot better selection, right? You yeah. just and, and a lot more, a larger right. selection, right? Um, and so Tom and I played in with Tracy Lawrence together for <clears throat> five minutes, <laughs> and. <laughs> Um, and I remember sitting on the bus going, Hey man, what, you know, what do you think about this? I have this idea. It's rare hair and it's like all, all the old hair bands, but the lesser played stuff, the stuff that's not overplayed and just the same kind of concept of just bringing a lot of people together to play stuff that we love. And, um, we put the, you know, put the first one together in January. Um, and it went over great. It went mm -hmm. really well. And so now we're on the third one. And I, that first one was at Douglas Corner. It was completely overly packed full of people to the point where it was actually uncomfortable. <laughs> and um, just having guys like Paul Taylor from Winger playing on a Winger song and Eric Riddingham from Cinderella playing on a Cinderella song, that was just surreal and amazing and awesome. And everybody had so much fun that for I mean this one took a while because but my phone was just blowing up all the time like when we're we gonna do another one we're we gonna do another one so yeah now awesome. we are and uh, it's coming together real nice so. awesome all right cool so Yankee Rose was yours and uh, what's your <clears throat> what's your first pick Tyson uh, Daddy Brother Lover Little Boy by Mr Big it's a great song. <laughs>
I, I just found out today that unfortunately the whole drill thing is not happening. We tried to <laughs> like make that happen and and it's just it's to to be able to build the mechanism and make it the way that Paul and those guys did it, just it man, it just Without wasn't in the cards. The <laughs> yeah, or or just I don't know what happened, but I was kind of bummed about that because I was totally psyched about seeing them uh-huh. do that live. But that's well, a um, little trickier than it looks. It uh, is, yeah. I guess. I don't know, but it, we're still doing the song. It's a great song. It is. You don't have um, that Mr. Big Magic. You that know? album, though, it was just man, it's perfect from the first note to the last. I, there's not a bad song on there, uh-huh. and uh, it's funny because my girlfriend and I were dra- driving back home from uh, from Kansas City this past weekend and I was listening to the the, the music that we're playing just kind of going over the songs and and um, this song came on and I said yeah this is the same band that did To Be With You and she's like really? Yeah, that sounds a lot different she, she yeah, didn't know yeah. about all the other so my wife said when I played Addicted to That Rush for her she's oh, like that's man. the same band? right like, yeah it's like, you know, <laughs> same with like extreme with uh, more than words oh, versus yeah. everything else. It's sure. Like, unfortunately, we're in a time now where both of those bands are only known for one song. And a lot of people, <laughs> but a lot of people that are younger than, you know, 30, I guess, there's no reason for them to know that they did anything else because they don't play anything else on the radio, mm, right? No. Nope. So... I mean, you know, even Green Tin and Sixties Mind, all that stuff, they don't get played. Nobody knows those songs anymore. It's unfortunate, but it, it is what it is. <laughs> well, that's why we got shows like this one. It you is. Know? It really Keeping is. Keeping it actually. alive. And we're not the only ones. You're you're helping us do it, too, you know? Yeah. By putting on these shows. And, you know, and it's always a good, cool idea to think, you know, when somebody would hear that and say, oh, more than words or, you know, to be with you and then be like, Oh my God! This band has all these other songs that you know. Maybe a young kid could discover a band like that the way I discovered Kiss, and then the, all the albums that came out before you knew about it, mm-hmm. or were old enough to know about it, are all of a sudden <coughs> new albums you're discovering all yeah. the time. Yeah, I'm envious of like as a Kiss fan, I'm envious of people that just discover Kiss because it's like, oh man, I. I know how much fun you're going to have going through all of these <laughs> right. records yeah. and, and discovering all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Or the artwork and the album covers and the goodies inside. Right. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's kind of weird discovering it now when artwork and all those things aren't, they're just on, on a phone. Yeah. Right. So you don't really have that. Like, I remember when I, one of the first albums I ever bought, I was four years old and I got the Star Wars soundtrack. Sesame Street sings and kisses love gun album, and it came out with the like what more the, does a kid the little need? cardboard guns and Absolutely. stuff like that. You don't have you don't have that stuff no. now, you know. But if you shop through our Amazon link, you can get all of that. That's stuff. true. Right. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's all the Gene little. Simmons fan of nice. <laughs> comes out from time to time. All right, so for my next pick. Um, and this, I was real happy to see this on your set list. Yeah, this I, is very this, cool. This song is a true gem that doesn't get played nearly enough, and that's Headless Cross by Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. Thank you. 
know, the album came out in 1989, which you don't think about it now, but that was the 20th anniversary of the band. Of course, right. they had been through right. a hell of a lot of change leading right. up to that. Um, it was their second album with Tony Martin. And uh, it's a strong album from start to finish, especially, you know, the 80s were not the kindest time to the band. but And the albums were pretty spotty during those years. But, sure. but this album is a complete album from beginning to end. And it sounds like a Black Sabbath album. <laughs> Yeah, it does. It's, yeah. It's, even though what? There's one guy left in the band at the well, time. Well, yeah, it's, you know? it's Tony. But, but like Seventh Star was meant to be a solo album. Right. The record company's like, no, we're putting the Black Sabbath name sure. on it. But this one sounds like it was written as a Black Sabbath album. Yeah. Um, a lot of great songs on this album, uh, including a uh, awesome guest appearance by Brian May on Queen of mm. When Death Calls. Right. And uh, But yeah, I love it. But the the, the title track is a... Is a Probably in my top ten Black Sabbath songs. Yeah, well, yeah. they and they played the shit out of it on Headbangers Ball back then. Back man. then they did, yeah. yeah. So like, <laughs> you just couldn't get away from it. And maybe it was that they were really trying to kind of help Black Sabbath get a resurgence. I'm not really sure, but they really did play it a lot. There was a little bit of an ulterior motive behind me picking this song. Okay, it didn't work out, but it was Tony Martin was going to show. No, I was trying to get. <laughs> so I was trying to get my buddy Philip Shafts to play this damn show because he doesn't he doesn't like most of this stuff. He's right. just not an '80s metal guy. Uh, yeah, he told us that when he was over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so him and, and Jeremy both really. And so yeah, and Jeremy's you know Jeremy's a little more. He's growing to like some of them, and he also has he does like certain bands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. where Phil just like screw it all no. but, and so I was like well maybe he'll play a Black Sabbath song <laughs> but but um, that didn't work out He's and he was gonna do some other stuff uh, but that also didn't work out so he's he's out <laughs> well, so shit next. but you know so, so but next time he's gonna play a Pretty Boy Floyd song right? <laughs> that, man I, that it, put him in full makeup and let's see what happens that'd be hilarious yeah <laughs> All right, so yeah, that was awesome. my uh, my second pick, and Aaron, you have the next. One. So how hard is it to narrow down this list? I mean, you got a good chunk of really really awesome songs here that have got a bunch of great artists playing on them, but how do I? I gotta imagine it's gotta drive you kind of crazy to get you down to that final the final countdown, right? Not really. I mean, there's so many songs to pick from. I'm guessing though that I'm gonna get to like I don't know, rare hair seven, and be like, uh. <laughs> and start, you know, and then it'll That's start. when you'll hear the pretty boy Floyd. Yeah, then I'll start getting Here's weird. Here's Jan Hammer. <laughs> right, but like for now, there's still so much stuff that, like, we got to do this, we got to do that, or whatever. Yeah. Like, I picked this list, like, man, back in like March. Right. Yeah. Picking the songs right now is pretty easy because there's so much material. Yeah. That never gets touched, and uh, that's fair game, and. And there's and if 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 you ever run out of stuff, which you, is impossible, you can always still go with B sides by Winger, B sides <laughs> by blah blah blah, anybody else. Right. Because there's still plenty of s- great songs by all those sure, bands true. that never get played either. That's awesome. Just, man. I was just talking to somebody earlier today how I want to do a, a B sides episode where yeah. we play nothing but B sides. Well, sure. We just did Demolicious and that's, demos. That's yeah, pretty we just close. did a whole demos episode. That yeah, was fun. yeah. Right on. Well, I guess before we get into the break. I've got another pick, and I thought, you know, I've never really picked it before, and if I was going to have an opportunity to play some, some that I actually like and respect, it would have to be, to play some Bon Jovi for me, I'd have to go way back to the old school stuff. Holy shit. 
I'm going to play some Bon Jovi on the Decibel Geek podcast. All right. You, you better not be playing the song that John Bon Jovi did on the Star Wars Christmas soundtrack. <laughs> well, don't you can't take it up with me. You got to take it up with you. Tyson put uh, it on the list. He's smart enough to not, not put that on the set. <laughs> That's hilarious. He Actually, did do that, though. For this one, man, I'm super intrigued to hear this because it's our good friend Ryan Cook and uh, Jeremy Asprock are going to be working on doing this one. Tyson, you're yeah, we're actually this playing one. this one's going to be the big Do rock you know? show. Yeah, all the whole the whole big rock show band's playing this one as a group. The original concept for this rare hair, which completely fell apart and went to <laughs> shit, was I'm going to pick all of my favorite like Nashville bands to play as a band. Yeah, and so I want the big rock show to play a song. I want the residency to play a song. And some other people, uh, some other bands that I've become friends with over the course of time, uh, like the Dead Deads and stuff like that. I want you guys to play as your own band, but pick a song right. that you like that fits in this era. And just scheduling nightmares. That's, and everybody's yeah. got things that just don't work out. So, um, But this was one of the bands that actually did stay together and decide, hey, we're going to do this. So we were originally going to do Edge of a Broken Heart by Bon Jovi. We played that on the show. Yeah, yeah. but we... Uh, but then Ryan hit me up a couple weeks ago and said, hey, let's just do In and Out of Love instead. And I was like, all right, fine. I already learned that song for your band like three months ago. We didn't end up playing it, so I'm good. <laughs> cool. I'm ready to do it. <laughs> so. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it, man. We yeah. love the big rock show. Tyson, you're going to be sitting in with them. So take us into break. Clean out your ears. You're never going to believe it. I'm Aaron Camaro. This is Bon Jovi, In and Out of Love. <laughs>
Thoughts with David Lee Roth. This is a great pool party. Who picked the music? David Lee. Didn't he just play some Earth, Wind, and Fire? He's sexy. Yeah. I'm going to blow up. Aren't you somebody's wife? So what? We'll be right back. But not right after this. So what's your name again? Want to be a member of the Decibel Geek Army? You slimy scumbag, get on your face and give me 25. Join us on our fan page at facebook.com slash decibelgeek. The Decibel Geek Podcast. Lock it in and rip the knob off. What? iPods don't have knobs? Well... Lock it in. All right, I know you guys are having a great time today. You're hanging out with us. You're hanging out with Tyson. We're talking about some 80s hair band metal. Where, who better <laughs> to have this conversation with than us, right? So before we get back into the rock and roll, because we got plenty more to go, I want to let you know, as always, that our good friend, Daryl Alber has got some cool things going on over at HK Collectibles, Inc. He's got more great stuff for your pop culture and collectible needs. It's all available over there at HK Collectibles, Inc. Our good buddy, Daryl Albert, you know him, you love him. If you've done business with him, you know it's all good. He's got great stuff there, including the two-disc 40th anniversary edition of the Woodstock movie. Heck yeah, get you some Jimi Hendrix, setting the guitar on fire, playing with his teeth, all that good stuff. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Uh, he's got the Star Wars trilogy, the widescreen edition. He's also got a two-pack of Maxell 100-minute cassette tapes. <laughs> he's got it all, folks. That's perfect for what we're doing here today. How yeah. many times do you guys remember being kids and going, "Man, I got to get that 100-minute cassette tape yep. so I can get the Put full stuff on cassette it. tape on there, my mixtape, get my maximum mixtape." You can record on. the entire Moscow Music Peace Festival that's streaming on. Uh... On Z-Rock, you know. That's right. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All that. And, of course, he's got a load of great concert tickets from your favorite bands. Head on over to decibelgeek.com. Find that banner. It's right up there towards the top of the page. You click on it, HK Collectibles, Inc., and do your shopping. Do it now, because there's all kinds of cool stuff for you to find. Yes. And the other business we got to take care of. The uh, list. The list. Of course, you guys know, if you shop on Amazon, do it through our link at decibelgeek.com. You don't have to pay another dime. I'm doing Aaron's job for him right now. Thank you. Um, you just do your shopping. We get a kickback. We get a little percentage of what you buy. And on top of all that, we get a list of what you buy. And because before we even went on, on air, I guess you could say, uh, on digital air, Tyson was telling us how he would get a kick out of hearing things that he bought through our link mentioned on the show. <laughs> yeah. So right. we have a customer here, so we appreciate that. <laughs> and um, he's smiling and laughing. He's a happy customer. That's right. <laughs> So uh, some of the notable purchases on our Amazon link in the past week include a human resources kit for dummies. Oh, wow. Somebody's going to fire or hire somebody soon. Two copies of Marvel's Cap Captain America Civil War on Blu-ray was bought. Right on. An iPod Nano 7th Generation was purchased. Nice. Nintendo 3DS Super Mario 3D Land Edition was bought. <clears throat> and a Sennheiser E935 Cardioid Dynamic Handheld Mic. That's a nice microphone. So... 
Somebody's starting up a podcast. We better, <laughs> we better start getting nervous. Right, yeah. Um, we can't afford those kind of microphones. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Donate, guys. For music, we sold uh, ACDC's Powerage, Skid Row Slave to the Grind, Judas Priest Stained Class, the new Dead Daisies Make Some Noise, Heck yeah. and Union Self-Titled. Right on. Those are all albums yeah. that I think everybody should be of having. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Classics, each and every one of them. Very so, yeah. cool. So thanks, guys, and uh, let's get back into the show. All right, so who's up next? Uh, Tyson is up next. Oh, right on. I forgot what I picked. I'm still trying to recover from... <laughs> you picked uh, a good one, man. I'm still trying to recover from uh, Bon Jovi. From believe Aaron. it. Hear it and believe it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one and only. The one and only time. I wanted to preview a little bit of things to come. And it's funny because my friend Brandy, when I posted something about, hey, I need a singer for Painkiller, and I had a friend in mind to do it, and he couldn't make it. Um, it was, Brandy said something like, that's not hair metal or whatever. And I was like, well, you know, just look at the outfits they were wearing during that time. And they were playing it onto the ball. But the, the, <laughs> the real true reason behind putting that song there was because, um, the next Rare Hair is going to be more focused on the heavier side of things. Right um, on. We've got a handful of players that are just, like, are you ever going to do anything heavier? And um, so instead of spacing this one out as long as it took to get to this one, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do one a little bit sooner. I don't know. I don't have a date or anything yet. But uh, the next one might, in th- at risk of possibly alienating some folks, we're going to do- the Rare Hair 4 is going to be all speed and thrash metal. Okay. Oh, cool. Um, so... We're going to be kind of tackling you know, Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer. But we're also going to hit like Testament and yes. Death Angel. Which Overkill. Band we spoke. Yeah, Overkill, yeah. all that stuff. You going to throw some suicidal in there? Um, Possibly, yeah, right most on. likely. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I haven't really picked the list totally for that. Um, Sepultura and all the all, all of those bands are going to kind of get hit. Uh, kind of have the heaviest night in Nashville kind that'd of be, thing. Be awesome. That sounds cool. And so we're going to do that. And so you got to come up with a different name for it. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still shit. All those guys still had a hell of a lot of hair, though. You know, that's true. <laughs> and so just call it rare hair, thrash metal. That's pretty much you, you know, yeah. thrash and speed metal edition. That's right what we're on. gonna do. Cool. And because um, you can't break it up now, you're yeah. on too good of a run with it. Oh yeah, and and we'll get right back. You know, with the <clears> fifth <throat> one, we'll just get right back to where we're at right now, right. doing the same stuff. But it was more just like let's get it out of our system, have some fun. Yeah. Um, I'm right, guessing you, that the, you guys asked for it. Volume five is going to be all love ballads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that the list of players may shrink a little bit because yeah. um, there's that is a little bit more of an acquired taste, I guess, and and it's also the musicianship mm-hmm. that a it's lot of people style. forget yeah. how yeah. difficult some of that music is to play, and we're not, you know, we're not playing. Inner Sandman or any no, of that no, kind of right. shit. You better not. Yeah, we're 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 <laughs> we're going. It's it's all like the whole night will be like Damage Incorporated speed, you know. So very cool. Um, so I that's like kind of where we're gonna go with that, and uh, have some fun for a night with that. So Painkiller was kind of the a way to sneak preview what's to come. So this is Judas Priest Painkiller. Yes, sir.
said Christopher Williams is going to be playing on that. Christopher one. Williams is on drums. The Denman uh, uh, brothers, and Peter Peter from Accept is playing bass. Peter Baltz is from Accept on bass. That's yeah. awesome. And then uh, we were originally supposed to have Lizzie was going to do it, uh-huh. but uh, oh god, that would be amazing. Yeah, it was <laughs> going to be, um, but she. Um, She's going to be out of town? They're, they have a studio session that night uh, with Nick, so they're not going to be able to do it. So who's singing? Uh, Kendra uh, from Tom Kiefer's band. All right. Oh, cool. Right on. So, and she's magnificent. When I saw Tom Kiefer at, uh, at Farm Rock, Kendra, uh, the, I mean, the two girls really just stood out. It's like, man, they're so amazing. Yeah, they are so really good. So good. And just range for days. That's awesome. And uh, so, yeah, that's the lineup for that song. It's going to be pretty awesome. Well, I'm excited for that that show, too, that you just mentioned. Thank you. Um, if you need help picking out the set list, let us know. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah, we'll be glad to make suggestions. We're here for you, man. Sure. Yeah. So um, my last pick of the show is going to be no surprise to anybody, just for obvious reasons. Maybe the surprise would be that somebody is out there playing the song <laughs> the live. The fact that this song is the one that was picked is interesting to right. me. And I'm, I have a story about this song that I'm not sure if you if you know about this or not, because I'm such a nerd. Um, <laughs> I picked Let Freedom Rock from Vinnie Vincent Invasion from All Systems Go. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, because I have mentioned it a million times on the show, their second studio album released May 17th of 1988 on Chrysalis Records, peaked at 64 on Billboard. But the story I want to share is uh, Rick Fox, who was on the show years ago mm-hmm. and I stayed in touch with him um, was in a band called Sin in the 80s and that band was being produced by Dana Strum at the time and he was working on their masters and they had written a song called On the Run and they were real proud of that song and then things fell apart with the recording sessions something to do with the band got shook up because management made them change out the members one of the members was the singer of the band The Four Horsemen actually oh yeah a great band and uh yeah, awesome band. And then, um, but the band just basically fell apart. So Dana kept the masters, and he took the song "On the Run" to Vinnie Vincent, who changed the lyrics, and basically made the song that you're about to hear. Huh, this is the, I didn't Vinnie, know that. This is the Vinnie Vincent Invasion performing "Let Freedom Rock." <laughs>
actually, yeah, Rick told me that story on the show, and uh, and you can go on YouTube and AB the two songs. You the send demo is yeah, on I'll totally and, do that. I'll and you do that. can easily hear that it's definitely the same song. The yeah. hardest part about that song is finding somebody who can sing that kind of stuff. That's like, right. So ridiculous. So who is singing this one? Uh, well, Kendra t- singing also, this one too. She's singing that one too. Okay. But I tried to hit up Mark Slaughter about it. Mark Slaughter. And... Uh, uh-huh. And um, just we just didn't get on the right page in terms of communication. Um, but we'd love to have Mark at a later show. And he was such a nice, he was a super nice oh, guy. Oh, he's great. Um, it was just, uh, you know, yeah, this stuff is. It's just, uh, it's a lot of a lot of cattle to try to herd and try to well, make, right. make work. Since he couldn't do it for the show, we're hoping we're supposed to get him on to do albums unleashed for all systems go. So Mark, when you come on the show, we're gonna have you sing an acapella. <laughs> and then Tyson can listen to it. Like, that's a consolation prize. Hilarious. Oh <laughs> man. It's so funny though to me how listening to Robert and Mark like it I mean they really sound like the same on those two records yeah it's kinda... oh, it's a task to for both of those albums unreal the, the vocals are yeah. in the stratosphere yeah way up there yeah and it's it's pretty amazing both albums are they are definitely I mean, their own entity I mean, somebody made a comment a while back about man i hate it when dudes or when girls sing guy songs but I'm like i think a lot of guys cool. can't sing this stuff especially right? yeah, yeah, oh, it, the two songs high. we just played you got judas priest painkiller and Venomous Invasion, Let Freedom Rock. I mean, yeah, that, yeah very high vocals on, on both of those. <laughs> Takes a lot of balls to get up on stage to try to sing something or like that. Or lack thereof. Or lack a little <laughs> tiny, tight. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sometimes you don't need them. They're good. They only get in the way. I think it's cool when a woman sings rock tunes that you don't expect on hear. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool. All right, so I'm done, Aaron. What All do you right. got next? I don't know. I just thought we kind of look at some of these people on here because I mean, there's yeah. a there's a lot of people on here. Some of them that are very well known. Some that I I don't I'm not really familiar with. Thought maybe we could just go through. Maybe you tell us who some some of the people are. Who's Chris Fox? Uh, Chris Fox is a guy. He was in a he sang in a band called uh, uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head now for some reason. A uh, Hairball. And Hairball. I remember them. Is uh they're a touring act out of Iowa, and they. And they're amazing. They they do all the old anthem stuff. So they do all the big stuff, but they also, the singers, they have uh, rotating singers that change costume between songs. So uh-huh. it'll come out looking like Dee Snyder, it'll come out looking like Prince or whatever. And he sang, on the last show, he sang uh, the Badlands tune and just knocked it out of the park. Dreams right. of so good. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was amazing. And uh, he also sang on Firewoman. And he wasn't even supposed to sing Firewoman. He took it that day and just was incredible. And uh, I said, anytime you want to come back, please come back. And he's so he's he's coming in from Iowa to wow, do it. Right That's very uh, cool. So he's singing on a couple tunes, and he's also playing drums on a couple tunes. So cool. Right. I wanted to make, you know, anytime anybody travels that much and spends money to do it, I want to make it worth their while, so... That's crazy, all you guys coming in from out of town yeah, to, just to play this great, show. Because they love it, man. That's very It's truly cool. for the love of this music. <laughs> it really is. That's How awesome. about Curtis Anderson? Curtis Anderson's from Kansas City. I played in a band with him called the Baloney Ponies for several years. <laughs> the Baloney Ponies. And nice. the Baloney Ponies was, a, was basically Kansas City's version of the Big Rock Show. Okay. So we played all the big, you know, the, the, all the big uh, anthem rock stuff from... Uh, I mean, and when we first started, Blondie Ponies was happening during the time when that kind of music was way not cool to play. Mm-hmm. So was, we were playing clubs, we were playing 
Poison, Molly Crew, and et cetera, et cetera, when everybody was listening to Nirvana and Soundgarden and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And we were, you know, Nirvana, uh, Ponies were one of the biggest bands in Kansas City because we were the only band that was doing it. Yeah, and major unique. It was, yeah, so uh, we had a huge following back then where, because we were the only band you could come see and hear a Cinderella song or an L.A. Guns song mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and he's one of my best friends. I stayed with him this past weekend when I was there. And he's a great singer. Uh, he's also in a band called Disco Dick and the Mirror Balls. In nice. <laughs> so, yeah, man, he's a great he's a great guy. And um, he came and he sang on the last uh-huh. Rare Harry. He did the, the Jet Boy song. He did yeah. the Hurricane song. And uh, people really dug him. And a lot. Of, he's actually going to sing with the Residency the next night. Oh, is he? Okay. Uh, he's going to do Slide It In, I believe. Cool. Nice. So yeah, yeah I got to meet him cool. uh, at the the show, the next door from the show last time. Yeah, yeah. Right. When you guys were all having drinks and stuff. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Right. Uh, he's going to be busting out some Motley Crue and some Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Quarter, that's a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony gonna, back. Anthony's going to be there. Excited. He's going to be doing some Torah Torah. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I love uh, that guy. What a nice guy. Super I, I loved that band, man. That, Me too. Yeah. I mean, we cover, my old band from back in the early 90s covered a bunch of their stuff. Oh, really? We played uh, Amnesia and we played Walking Shoes and nice. all that stuff. So. Right on. It's great stuff. That's very cool. Yeah, man. We were really excited when we had the opportunity to do the albums Unleashed on the Wild America. We yeah, had. yeah. That's weird. You can't find that record anywhere. Yeah, and I when I saw him at the thing at Twelfth and Porter that Ryan and Rachel do, um, he, we were talking about just that. He's like, it's weird. He's like, you can find everything, everything else, else with no trouble at all, but that one damn album you can't find yeah, anywhere. It's gone. Yeah, and I, and I think I told him I when I ordered I ordered it off Amazon. I think I had to order it as like an import. It was like thirty bucks. Oh my god! Yeah. Just to get it in, and I because oh, I, I had still have it on CD. Well, and I yeah, had so it on. I say the, I got my copy, but it's the one I bought way back in the day. <laughs> well, and that, somehow it too. survived all these. Mine years. didn't survive because I had one in '92 when it was out, and then somewhere one of my many moves, I'd lost it. But yeah, he's a he's a super great guy. Right on. Who's Blackie? Is it Ree? Rye? Um, Blackie, uh, well, Ronnie Gregg, uh, who does, he's got the Tom Petty tribute band here. I and can't he's wait a to great see great guitar them. player. Yeah. yeah. And that's his girl. And she sang this, uh, he just, he said, hey, on the last one, he said, my girlfriend could do uh, the Sleazebee song. She'll be great at it. So she did that one at the last song. Uh, right she did on. great. And I run into them all the time at different shows. and They're great people. And I wanted to give her a chance to do another one. So Very she's cool. Gonna, she's going to do that. Honestly, I don't know how to pronounce your last name either. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably one of the two. <laughs> Facebook has ruined us on pronunciations. Uh, we, don't have, we can be lazy about it. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, just so many cool people at this thing. Um, so many great songs. I mean, I see Ingve Melmstein on here that uh, Dakota Denman's going to be playing on. Yeah, um, you know we played the we played the Denman a couple of weeks yep. ago and everybody really liked it. You know this is something really yeah, cool. This guy they're picking up steam, man. Yep. Yeah, playing a lot of cool shows in town. And yeah. I worked with Michael Wagner on that song that you played, right? Yeah, right. I remember, right? Yeah. High heels and leather. Shoot, man, when you're in the studio with Michael Wagner, <laughs> it's so you must funny, be doing though, something man. right. The first time he showed up, the first rare hair, we're like, who is this James Hetfield looking motherfucker? Uh-huh. Yeah, he looks like young. Yeah, yeah, young and, Hetfield. And he played on uh, Wait. And, but yep. that night, I think he, I don't remember what song he played at the first one, but we were just like, holy crap, he's incredible. You know, yeah. he's 21 and just blisteringly good and makes us all us old people look bad. 
<laughs> but it still gives us hope for the future. It, does. it really yeah, does. Oh, yeah, yeah, it totally does. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, let's see. I got one more pick left. You yep. know, there's there's so many good bands on here. You know, we're gonna there, there's gonna be Aerosmith, uh, Ragdolls getting played, uh, Striper to Hell with the Devil. Like I said, the Ingve Melmstein, Mr. Big, Tora Tora, so many that we mentioned already. Going to hear some Extreme that night, some Wasp. I wanted to pick some Wasp, but we just played with some yeah, Wasp. Yeah, the Extreme song and the uh, Aerosmith song, uh, and a couple others. We got a horn section coming out. Really? That, so. Oh awesome. wow, man! I'm stoked to hear that. Spare no expense for the Rare Hair Volume Three. <laughs> nice. But I figured I'd go with one. It's just simple and easy. One of my all-time favorite bands. Band that, you know, ever since the first time I heard them, I loved them. Probably, I bet you if I sat down and was able to get on the Decimal Geek podcast with Chris and Tyson, I could do the math and probably figure out. Between them opening for so many other people and even headlining their own shows over the years, I bet you I've probably seen this band more than any other. And got no problems with that. So I got, I'm going to go with Great Whites Rock Me.
Heck yeah, man. Love that stuff. I remember the time, first time I saw them was opening for Kiss in 92 on the Revenge Tour. Yeah. And after a horrible set by Trickster, they came out. <laughs> yeah. And, um, which I've heard the Trickster guys are super nice guys, so nothing personal, but just couldn't bring their music. They just were they're, they're way better nowadays, they I'm are. sure. They, yeah, I saw them in 2008. Oh, they're they talented musicians. They did not have a good night, and, um... I think they were having a hard time playing because they were dodging things being thrown at them on oh the stage. Oh, my God. Um, Kiss fans are not forgiving. But Great White came out, and the crowd loved them. Yeah. And uh, they, they played that song you picked, and uh, and that that was one of the highlights of the whole show. I mean, yeah. I, it was one of those things where I was not... I was not in a big rush for the opening band to get off stage before Kiss, and that hardly ever happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a great white fan. I'll go on record as saying I think that's one of the greatest rock and roll songs probably ever written. Yeah, I needed to pick something, put them in there somewhere, and my friend Michelle Truman jumped on that one. She wanted to do that one. Um, Michelle is Rachel Bowen's girlfriend. Right on. And she's a fantastic singer, and her and I have been in a band. What's that? I said, it'll be cool to hear a woman sing it. Yeah, it'll be really cool. It'll be great. And she she did uh, Wicked Sensation last time, and she did a Vixen song last time, and it was so good. Mm -hmm. And her and I... um, become good friends and we we were in a band together recently and we went to toledo ohio and played for them and and she's a great front woman and great singer and just an overall awesome person so i'm excited to have her back and uh i think that'll be a good one too and absolutely it's it uh, have you guys done any uh decibel geek shows about we, we keep having these discussions about bands that have two versions of the same band yeah, there's so a few of them out there. Great whites and your queens likes <laughs> and Ellie Guns rat. and Rat and all Hey, that I just stuff. saw that Tracy Guns and uh, Phil, Phil Lewis, Lewis played yeah. together for the first time in like yeah, 14 at years, the rare, man. At the Air Nation Festival. Yeah, yeah, it's like five different versions all come back and reconfigure, <laughs> and now they're stronger than ever. Well, they have to get back together because everyone else in the world has already played in Ellie Guns, so <clears> they right, have no choice man. but to bring right. it back. Eventually, you got to start the, back at the beginning. With like 28 members in the band or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. We should do a show That'd on that. would be an interesting one, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because yeah. even, like, the solo artists, like Sebastian Bach versus Kid Row or, or Brett Michaels versus Poison, you know, uh-huh. it's still two yeah. versions of a band playing the same material, essentially, Yeah, that uh, are kind of fighting for people to come see them. And, That's true. And it's an interesting argument where you, as a fan, have to choose between the two or both, you yeah. know? right. And which one? Are you, which one do you think you're gonna prefer? Do, would you rather hear the old singer or see the old guys, the rest of the guys, with you know, the with the new singer? Yeah, right. Whatever. And sometimes it's more complicated than that because then you get like Jack Russell's Great White, where there's right. members of Great White that's in that band too. Some members of the old school Great White in this band, you yeah. know. And so, yeah. But luckily, they're never in town on the same night. <laughs> well, <that laughs> you know, know what's interesting though, in Farm Rock to see. Vince Neil and, and John Crosby on the same, night, on the same you know? bill, yeah, man. And then see cool. them hanging out, taking pictures together, and everything. yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. pretty neat. Man. People kept wanting to make it an adversarial thing, like they were gonna like put up their dukes, and I'm yeah. like, they're it cool with great. each other. They're gonna fight in the alley all back I'm sure afterwards. They, I'm sure they they probably did shots and talk about what a prick Nikki Six is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here's something we can all agree yeah. on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not Nikki's biggest fan lately. Put down the 94 album and you, I have a problem with you. So, Okay, so um, you're going to, let's see, how many, did we all do our picks? So you've got yeah, one more. So, so that guess, will be, we'll just make that the playout song. So, so, so let's get well, plugs and all. Yeah, I guess before we finish up, of course, we got to let you know 
that we want you to become Decibel Geek VIPs. And what we're offering you is, you know, different levels of commitment. You know, it can cost you very little. It can cost you intermediate level. It can cost you a little more if you like. And what you're getting is different levels of greatness from us. You know, you're getting the Chris and Aaron show. That's some extra stuff. And we've got a whole nother folder set up with just random things. Like people got to hear the entire Farm Rock adventure and got to hear me doing some wrestling stuff and got to hear me and Chris <laughs> ranking things and doing stuff like that. I think we're going to get back to doing some more rankings yeah, and, that, and battles fun. and things like that. Drunken arguments and the good fun that we get to have on VIPs. I know just, just like a week or so ago, you were revealing some some information on the <laughs> VIP that, that, well, no, I'm not going to say what it was, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's it's stuff, it's, I can't it's stuff on that, you know, if, if there was like, a, I don't know, like a Vinnie Vincent forum or something out there, they'd be mm -hmm. very interested in knowing. Careful. <laughs> I mean, they would not even care about this at all. That's what's called a tease, folks. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, you know, the the main thing is this, what you're listening to now, you know, we've got Daryl Albert, he helps us out, you know, you guys, you guys do your shopping through him, it's a whole Amazon thing, Amazon's there for us, you know, helping us, you know, kind of keep the lights on around here, but the main thing you got to remember is like each and every one of these episodes is really truly brought to you and sponsored by our VIPs through patreon.com so if you really really want to help us out you know you, if you feel like you're doing good by shopping through amazon you, you want to be cool like tyson and do it he does it he shops through amazon you know you want to do a little bit more you can become a vip and we're going to give you something to make it worth your while for doing it so yep. definitely look into doing that um we've got some cool stuff coming up we haven't been very timely lately but you know you get a new episode every single week we still stand by it Yep. We might sneak one in somewhere down the line, give you a double up one week or something to make up for our tardiness. We're hoping to. Or something. We'll work it out. We'll get organized one of these days. But we've got some super, super cool stuff in the works, and the VIPs probably know about it, I think, by now. I'm sure they do. Yeah. But you guys will find out soon There's enough. some really cool stuff coming your yeah, way. Yeah, like some albums unleashed and things yep. like that. Like some really super special ones. Most <laughs> definitely. So, um... Tyson, let's get in final plug for Rare Hair coming up uh, September 26th. September 26th, uh, we start at 8, uh, doors are at 7, and it's an 18 and over show. Uh, I believe tickets, are, I want to say they're, I don't remember how much they are, that's terrible. But I know it wasn't much. They're like $10 yeah. in advance, 15 at the door, I believe, I something think, like I think that. That's not bad at all. No, and for all this, no, man, That's you can't beat that. Yeah, and all that's gonna just all it does is cover the exorbitant costs of renting risers and bringing in yeah. all of the things that we're doing, um, and then uh, yeah, and we start at eight and we go until we're done. So okay. until they either kick us out or until we're finished with all the songs that we're right. playing. And right uh, and we'll, there's we'll... about eighty eighty. Yeah, 80 plus musicians performing wow so it's gonna be a cool night and uh we'll be there covering the whole thing yeah and, our uh, vips are gonna get a little uh rare hair adventure they will yeah so and, we're gonna bring uh, the recorder awesome. with us that night and it'll, Great. Be, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun and uh yeah i can't wait to have to see what happens at the show uh so you have the playout song what are you gonna play for the last song uh shelter me by cinderella so jeff, jeff labar is gonna be there yeah, jeff's night. gonna play guitar on on it and oh, he, cinderella so song. i was like hey you want to play? Because uh, I, you know, I've been having Eric play the last couple, and he's out with with Brett right now. But I asked Jeff. I was like, "You want to play Cinderella tune with the horn section? Because we're gonna have the horn section yeah. on there." 
And he was like, man, I'd love to hear that with the horns. So I think it would be fun to have him play. Um, and Kendra from Tom's band will be singing backups on it, just like she does in Tom's band. Yeah. Right on. And, um, and I love that song. I love that album so much. I can remember when I got it, and it was Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And I was living in Wichita, Kansas, and, and I, I just wore that out because the production on that record and that song in particular is just outstanding. Yep. Yeah. And... If I remember what, if I remember correctly, was it Little Richard was in the video? Yeah, he stuff? is. <laughs> Everyone and their brother was in the video. It was yeah, crazy. It was a whole room full of people. It was so cool. Yeah, a yeah. lot of fun. Well, thanks for coming on and doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me, and thanks for helping out with the show. Absolutely, man. And yeah, we hope if you guys are all listening to this and you can make it into town before next Monday, come hang out with us. We're going to yeah. be there. Otherwise, of course, we'll keep you updated when it comes time for the thrash metal version of it, yes. volume four, and then five, and... Six and seven and eight and nine and <laughs> on, on and on and on. We're here with you, man. Thank you Thank for you doing this. All right, this is Cinderella Shelter Me, and we'll see you next week. Everybody.